And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Plus minus. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit there. <laughs> Plus minus. Hey, driving again. Tell Marcus that he asked you know, that question about my defense. You hear that, Marcus? Anthony, you know me well, buddy. Y'all have a great night. I think you got the highest plus minus in the season in NBA history. Hello and welcome back to a second round edition of the Warriors. We're calling this a plus minus yeah, podcast. Plus minus. We're faking it, but that's okay since we're going to get everybody talking. We just call it plus minus, and it'll be it'll be just as good. It'll be better, in fact. I, I, I always thought the eighty twos. You know, they're raw, they're unfiltered, they're post game, <laughs> right after your thoughts. They're in arenas. Anyway, um, Marcus Thompson will be with us, and I think I'm going to save a lot of the theatrical yeah, he's talk about for the theatrical. Yeah. So, so we'll touch on it. But. So, with me you will start. Marcus should be here relatively soon. Just with the game, you know, blowout, 142 points. I was actually surprised. The most I ever scored in a playoff game in the Durant era or Dynasty era, you can take it beyond that, was 136 yeah. against the Spurs. I would have thought some of those Portland games were probably right yeah. in there, right? I mean, they seemed like they scored, like, you know, 135 every single time when they were beating Portland. But it's a lot. It was They just kept scoring, right? They got in the, third, the second quarter and just kept it was 37, 39, 41. I mean, just like boom, 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 boom. Uh, shot 62%. This is just their offense flowing. Uh, and against the Memphis defense that was not prepared for this. Or was, you know, they were overplaying Steph early. What, Steph gets one made basket in the first quarter of three at the very end. Uh, so clearly, like, something was working, and then the Warriors just kind of figured it out, and off they go. Well, you'd think, you know, record-breaking offensive you know, production standpoint, uh, you know, in this era, if, if, you know, 10 years from now, if you asked, you probably would be like, what did Steph have, 55? What did he make, 11 threes? Steph went two of eight from three tonight. Yeah. As he said, he brought the three-point percentage down uh, because everyone else was down. Clay was hot. Jordan Poole was very good. Everyone else was very efficient. Uh, just, to, just you know, the way they, you know, we talk about share of the ball, move the ball to where it should go. Uh, the energy finds the people who are moving and open, and that's what was happening. And uh, I do think, like, Netflix is really trying to overplay Steph. We've seen it less so since Jordan Poole has been really good, but we saw it. And it took him a little while to kind of look around, and then that freaking second unit was really good. And that's with Steph and Draymond on the bench. It was Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, Kevon Looney, Otto Porter, who I wrote about, and Damian Lee, who is not the Warriors fans' favorite player, but serves a solid purpose on that second unit. And we've known how many times, how many playoff series have the Warriors gone to? Oh, my God, what are they going to do in the non-step minutes? Oh, my God, to start the second, start the fourth. And it's been right. that Those have been very problematic periods, as Kerr has talked about. They're pretty good now, the non-Curry minutes. I mean, not great, but they were good. They were plus 10 to start the second quarter without Steph. 
they go plus 10 to start the second quarter without Steph, I don't know that they can lose. I don't know how they lose when they do that. And they clearly, they didn't lose tonight. So stat I put in my post-game story that, that alludes to it. Um, they've 144 minutes through three games. 111 Steph minutes. They're plus one. Uh, and that, so I think that leaves, what, what 33 uh, non-Steph minutes. They're plus 25. So, I mean, they've won this series. Why are they playing Steph so much? Just sit him on the bench. Uh, it, it, it's, you know, clearly Jordan Poole's dynamic play. And, uh, you know, he hasn't been dynamic every game. But when he's dynamic, he just does stuff that no one else does. And, and punishes defenses. You know, he was going at Tyus Jones. My God. He, ha- he has killed Tyus Jones in this series. And it is such a luxury for the Warriors to say, you know, Jordan Poole, you are now so good that you, I mean, you're basically turning into a star, but you, you're a 35 minute per game player where all of his metrics with Steph are insane. They're so good. I mean, go back, going back to his second season, right? We talked about it all off season where you would, you know, ask somebody in the front office about something. They'd be like, have you seen like the, the Steph Jordan together? So, so we know that works, but now what he has done as we're talking about to the non-Steph units, he's basically the backup point guard. Well, Tyus Jones is considered a top 10 backup point guard in the league. He's been good. Well, guess what? Your backup point guard that you're going against is Jordan Poole and Jordan Poole is way better than Tyus Jones. Just destroying him. I mean, they almost was like hunting him, and they don't always don't always do that. But it's not a good matchup for the Grizzlies, and there's no way around it. Who else is he going to guard? And because you put him on Clay, Clay will cook him. Uh, you know, there's just that's what the Warriors want to do. They want to have more good guards on the floor than you can defend, and you can't hide John Morant or you can't hide Tyus Jones on anybody just because they're going to put you out there, going to move the ball around, and these guys are going to be dynamic enough that you just can't stop them because there's multiples out there. Uh, and again, I, I thought I wrote about it. I thought Otto Porter once again, Sam Amick leaving the building, everybody uh, was just subtly tremendous. Uh, just doing stuff that you can't, you know, like, uh, what was he really doing? He was knocking the ball loose. He was setting picks. He was, you know, playing some center. But plus 30, this is not a new thing for him. You know what he is in the series now? Oh, God. I know what it was like plus 40-something, right? Plus 49 and 68 minutes. Yep. He's plus, it's like, like I, it's, a, it's in my story. I can't remember. Like, like plus 76 in the postseason. Draymond is plus 86. Whatever it is, um, these are estimates because I just looked them up. I wrote them, but like these are substantial numbers, and there's got to be a reason for it. I think one of the reasons he's on that second unit and he's really important part of that second unit. He's not making shots until tonight when he made three threes. Most threes he's made since January 23rd. <laughs> so it's a long time. Wow. Uh, I know he was two of 15 yeah. from three coming in in the postseason yeah. and makes three, which is it's like the Iguodala threes, right? It's like he does so many other things when he makes multiple threes. It's like magic. And uh, as the series goes, like it's only going to get more physical, right? It's not going to get less physical for things that we will discuss later in, in the podcast. They don't have a lot of big bodies. Like right? they don't have people who can absorb these shots, who can wrestle on the post. Like they might play Stephen Adams at some point, right? And and just knock some people around. Not that he's a dirty player, but he is a large fellow. So cameo luxury. And who else they got? Kavon Looney, and that's it. And Otto Porter fills a lot of these. The Iguodala, kind of a mill between Iguodala and David West right now. <laughs> and that's pretty good for the Warriors. They need those players in championship runs. So 68 minutes, which 
it's not even uh, he doesn't play half the minutes. Uh, Twenty one rebounds in this series in three games. That's he leads the team. But he's like you know a bench player. You know he started the second half as you mentioned. He may start game four. I actually like the Kaminga starting lineup choice. Kerr has made it clear. He made it clear in practice. Like he doesn't view that three guard lineup, at least in this particular matchup, as a sustainable. He said it can't play twenty five minutes per night. Uh, it's it's going to be kind of pick and choose. And I do think he likes to separate Pool and and Curry enough so he can just kind of ride Pool in the non uh, minutes. So can't start Peyton obviously they've made it clear also in this series they're unwilling to play Looney and Draymond together because of the spacing problems so you can't start Looney yeah so so Porter did start the second half and he earned it right I mean it was probably his best his first half was probably his best half it made sense to start him but I could also see them staying sticking with Kaminga we could talk about how Kaminga looked tonight finishes with 18 points a lot of it is in mop-up duty he had offensive problems he was kind of rushed going into traffic early but I put this in my post-game story. Two isolation situations against John Morant early on blocks a John Morant shot and turns John Morant away where John Morant can't get by him and has to pass it back out. We don't know. a huge ovation from the Chase Center crowd. By the way, who who knows what it was looking at? Like, wait a minute. He didn't go up and over. He didn't do the he can't guard me thing uh, on Kaminga like he did before. This is uh, a length, you know, and athleticism that the Warriors need. Uh, I talk about with Porter if Kaminga could give him to them that's just that was it two free baskets every every game of just him outrunning the other guy like this is three points this is there and if he can rebound always somewhat a question mark with him if he can avoid fouling always a question mark with him if he can stay with perimeter players I think he's going to keep playing more and more I really I mean we all know that there are certain people in the organization that would love to see him play more (coughs) excuse me Steve Kerr has been hesitant on it. He's been careful. You understand that. But you look at the way this series is going to go, they're going to need every big body, every strong body they got. And he's their, you know, he's their most athletic player, maybe one of the most athletic players in Warriors history, just by the stuff that he can do out there. Yeah, and look, this is a this is a two steps back summer conversation, next season conversation. But like, man, the value for Jonathan Kaminga to get these minutes yes. in these series yes. to get the as Steve Kerr called it like you know not only to you. Do you get the film work and, and, you know, to kind of go implement it on the court, but you get the correction the next day. You get the, hey, in a playoff series, you can't miss this box out. Um, I thought they might only give him the starting stint, but then he put him back in in the, in the second half. Uh, you know, the, the, he's in the rotation at some point. And, you know, then get the nerves of it. And then, like, no, he's going he's gonna to get some minutes again in Memphis. But uh, that was part of it. He wasn't terrible in the two Memphis games. And the numbers weren't great. But he wasn't terrible at all. He was sustainable. You could, you could throw that out there and say, okay, if it gets a little bit better, this might be a real positive. And if it gets a lot better, this is going to be tremendous. What he wasn't in the Memphis game is he wasn't mistake-prone at all. He played safe minutes, um, which, you know, it's like if you threw Bielita out there or something and we're like, hey, you know, kind of stand there whatever uh and that was impressive in in a, in a really raucous you know road playoff environment for him to just play controlled basketball he starts tonight and i think that got his juices flowing a little bit more like okay they're making a statement putting me out here like i need to go make a you know they try to go to an oop, impact they did an oop to him in the first play of the game yep. you know but that's their fault like they're going to the oop to him uh it wasn't his fault it was john Morant made it you know was obviously looking for it and made a great play to knock it away but then i think the next play they went right to him again like they were trying to get him in he, there he also was like trying to go downhill a little bit yes. too much and then remember he had the play it was the final play of his first stint he kind of 
you know, uh, rumbled into traffic, hit a few bodies, then tried to hit Clay in the corner and and threw it to the Grizzlies bench and then slapped the floor all mad. Him and Clay. John Moran in front of him. I was like, what the hell? He's got John Moran in front of him. That should just be power up. And if the worst thing that happens is John Moran fouls you. But he kind of just flipped it away. Again, that's a tough team, right? I mean, they all were having trouble finishing. You you got Jaron Jackson coming your way or you got Brandon Clark coming your way or you got – you know, Xavier Tillman, you know, John Moran could jump. You got you got guys who can nest around with you at the rim. And Kaminga couldn't just overpower them. He, he overpowers a lot of people, could not overpower Jared Jackson and, and, and Brandon Clark. But you can see you can see this happening. And again, two free baskets a game is nothing to sneeze at. Like they don't get those from anybody else. They ju- I've said it a million times. This is just somebody who is explosive in a way that they are not. Interesting minutes again. No Iguodala, no GP two, no Wiseman, no Bielitsa, no JTA. Like you go down the thing, like they have to play them at some point. Uh, and I think we're you know it's only going to get a little more and a little bit more as as these playoffs go on. And, and Memphis is a is a good spot to drop them in. Just again to, to combat the athleticism. Yeah, and again maybe I'm stalling because I'm waiting for Marcus yeah, to come. But, uh, you know, to get to the real topic of the night by the end of the night. So we will get to the John Morant, Jordan Poole. Don't, nobody needs to feel like we're avoiding that. We're waiting for Marcus to come in for that. But, uh, you know, like this, these are also the type of minutes where when they remake this roster this offseason, it's going to be like Jordan Poole is a guaranteed 30-something minute per night, probably starter. And, like, Jonathan Kaminga is a monster part of the rotation next season. And for them to find this stuff out so positively – uh, in these moments, it's, just, it's really huge for the future. While they're winning. I mean, this is not while they're losing. Uh, I, I think, you know, it would all admit it's, yeah, the, the, those go to Kaminga. Those go to Kaminga, and then they figure out where else the minutes go to Kaminga. And if you have a Draymond, Kaminga, Wiggins, three forwards, that's not terrible. Like, that's a good place to start. Wherever Moody fits in there, like, this is... Say the other name. Which one? Who's the other name? The center. The center? What do you mean? Wiseman? Well, he's not the forward. I'm talking forwards. I'm talking forwards. You're mapping out the rotation? No, no, no. I'm not putting anything down for Wiseman. Uh, There are other people might be doing it. I am not. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I don't know if they can resign Porter at this point. Who knows? But, like, you can begin to see how this is all going to work and – this guy's 19, like, was it the youngest player to ever start an NBA playoff game, something like that? I mean, it's remarkable. Although Zaire Williams was Zaire. pretty much just as young. And actually, Zaire Williams has been good in this series. Zaire Williams is a good ball, although, uh, you know, as predicted, he wasn't going to make as many shots here as he did in Memphis. But I like him. I mean, he, he guards Steph well. Just that alone. How about first Zaire. possession? He hits yeah. a contested <laughs> yeah. bomb yeah. from like 28 feet. <laughs> and then J- Jaron Jackson and John Moran are just raining yeah. threes. Yeah. Memphis hits so That's the thing. Memphis loses by 30 tonight they hit a bunch of really tough threes in the first half yeah including the half quarter it's almost like you would almost rather if you're them not not see that in the first quarter because it wasn't going to be sustained there were six of their first eight and that's just not sustainable specifically on the road you want to try to do that at the end remember we saw denver do that to the warriors like you want to do it at the end you just kind of run a rain at the end you can't do it all game you'd rather have it at the end of the beginning i i it was amazing i was like is jerry jackson really going to go like 11 for 13 from three no um, is, is John Morant going to go, you know, seven and nine? No, it wasn't good for the Warriors, but I don't think they were that rattled by it. 
like these are shots that they would give up and they gave them up i do think we can get to it as we kind of try to move over to the to the big topic memphis not having dylan brooks hurt him uh, you know I'm a, I'm a dylan brooks guy marcus is not a dylan brooks guy but that's a guy that was going to chase Steph all around so he put zaire on somebody else and they did not have that and it really knocked down you know the pecking order for them where jaw had to guard somebody or tyce jones had to guard somebody like real not just be out there and i'm not saying you know it's worth well, 30 points look he's their best yeah. he's their best perimeter defender and they just gave up 142 points in a playoff game yep. like yep. yeah he would help he and he will help in game four but you know what else he might help fire up a crowd that i wasn't that impressed with i thought it was a good crowd no you didn't like it maybe it's because i'm yeah. coming off that memphis yeah crowd. it's not memphis and it's not okc and it's not you know various other spots and it's not oracle but I thought it was. I thought Game Five against Denver was disappointing. If you know, if you're just looking at, like, you thought there would be a, a level the first closeout game at Chase Center, and I didn't think it was there. I thought Game Two was much better, and I thought this game was like it was loud before tip. Like my usual barometer is, is it loud before tip? Is there like, and Game Five? No, this game there were like there were you know boos and there were like a feeling that this was an event maybe that's because i just saw kyle shanahan and john lynch you know before the game i just thought okay this is an event now there's there's things happening it wasn't the waltons that uh waltons no no it probably wasn't uh... by the way i mean again as i stall for marcus uh <laughs> and, and of course turn this into a sacramento kings podcast <laughs> how about the how about the uh luminaries here tonight where you have obviously mike brown who is a leading candidate uh for for the one of two candidates at this point for the Open Kings job on the Warriors bench. You have Mark Jackson, the other candidate, doing the game. Vivek shows up, yes. and the Waltons are here, including Luke Walton, <laughs> the guy that was fired. It was just like, it's just a lot going on here. It's all Sacramento stuff. I don't quite count that with Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch being there, and, or even Bill Walton. That's that's all Sacramento stuff. By yeah. the way, Marcus Thompson is saving. I was turning into a Kings yeah, podcast. We, we, we you had Mike Brown, Mark down. Jackson, Luke Walton, Vivek in the building. Yeah. You're like, what will the rotation look like when Mark Jackson is the coach? And I was saying, I don't care what they do. I don't care. Just make sure Harrison Barnes is still on the team. Can all Mike, right, can Mike Brown create a top 15 defense with <laughs> Fox and Sabonis? All right, sorry. Uh, we we held all the Morant uh, pool uh, conversation until you got here because we know you wrote about it, and now we can get into what really is, I guess, the topic of the day. Um, what was your column? Just about how uh, th- there's no way in this world Jordan Poole wants Morant out this series. He wants to go at him, right? Like, he got – he you know, as you wrote about, he was a target in game two, and – Game three, he was very clearly like, okay, I'm going back at this guy. And we know Jordan Poole, man. Jordan, Jordan thinks he's a star. He's certain of it. So he wants he uh, wants. I'm starting to believe he's correct. Yeah, no, nah, he's definitely right. But he, he, he wants Ja on the court to go at, right? So it was a very weird play. I'm not sure what he was doing. It probably looks worse on in slow-mo replay than it did live. I didn't see it live. It looks like, what is he doing? Like, why, why are you doing that? But you just know Jordan wants Ja on the court. That's, that's what I wrote about. Like, he's not, he's not trying to get Ja the game. Ja is going to help him prove that he's a superstar. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? 
Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I think there's 0% chance anyone can realistically say like he was grabbing the knee because he thought if he tweaked it this way, the job, you know, it was odd. Uh, It seemed to me it was just, you know, as they're grappling for the ball, um, stuff like that happens. I don't. I mean, maybe because the, the it, everything is so gaslit in this series, like the league maybe says like flagrant one or something. But like, I don't see any like Warriors people behind the scenes. We both we all know this. We're kind of laughing at yeah. like that Memphis was even attempting to make this like a Dylan Brooks type there thing. There might have been some laughter in the hallway uh, as we were uh, waiting for players, or particularly for one player. Uh, but yeah, I mean, hey, we've been through this. Uh, the Cleveland series in 2016 where it just gets elevated and elevated and elevated and then Draymond brushes uh, LeBron's uh, groin groin area and the NBA just felt they had to. They had to do something. They didn't suspend him. They they, they they gave him a flagrant. They knew he was going to suspend him. That's right. I can see them saying pool, flagrant one. Yeah, yeah. You're probably right. I I was feeling like I, I just having gone through that, it was, like, it was suspension, but you're right. It was them incrementally doing it, but they also they were upset. Now, I don't think they, it, it, they're going to be that upset just because it's Jordan Poole. Like, they're not going to say, you, we've been warning you, we've been warning you, and that was the case with Draymond in 2016. So, yeah, flagrant one or some kind of fine or, just, or something. Or, yeah. or, or nothing. Or I nothing. mean, yeah. grabbed his they're knee gonna, and, like, a... Get so much pressure from Memphis and the break the code. Now, that's is silly. If you do look at it, now that I think about it, it is silly for, you know, Taylor Jenkins or for... You know, jaw to, to tweet it and then delete it. That they're, they're they're obviously mocking Steve Kerr and implying that, in the same way that Kerr said that Dylan Brooks broke the code of players, is you don't do things to try to harm them. And that was, if anything, that was Jordan Poole accidental and kind of just a reaction. It was potentially, you know, it was definitely harmful. It hurt him, but to say that broke the code is, you know, that that is gaslighting. That that is exaggerating for in the in the playoff moment and maybe the NBA won't love that but I think there's they're probably going to do something something to Jordan Poole just to try to get Memphis from going crazy and that does happen I mean Tim Tim Frank's going to text me after I say this of course they never do stuff like that but something like that I can see something publicly happening I may be wrong but I'm going to guess nothing I'm going to guess league goes that's that's just not anything I think it's nothing too. Hot stove contact, I believe Steph Curry yeah, called it. Ah, yeah. oh, I forgot to get that in the piece, but I, uh, I put it in my. Oh, good. So, uh, yeah, that's what you know. The behind the scenes talk. We're gonna let you let you guys into a little bit of what we got. It's not that that you know they are saying what Jordan Poole did was great. You know, they're saying, "Hey, Jordan is not that type of player." But where they're going crazy is the comparison like to Dylan Brooks and what Dylan Brooks did and putting that in the remote remotely in the same you know, area. I think that's I, where they lose. And, and, and the Draymond thing, yeah, by the way. That's like, where yeah, I yeah thought, the Draymond and Dylan Brooks thing. That's what I thought was Jordan interesting. Steph <laughs> was like, it wasn't Dylan or it wasn't even Draymond. Like Draymond 
slapping Brandon Clark and grabbing his jersey. Certainly a flagrant one. I remember, you know, it's crazy. This was like five dramas ago within the series. But like, I literally was like, wait, what was the Draymond thing? I just forgot about it. You know, that massive ejection from the game. Like, that was like borderline flagrant one, too. But yeah, I mean, their point was like, look, you. It, you have an easier argument making that the Draymond play was much more dangerous. The jaw thing, and also the jaw thing, like, yeah, I mean, they seem to think that's what hurt the knee, but also there was, like, five other clips out there where it seemed like well, he might have been tweaking the knee. Know, and he had knee problems late in the yeah, year. Yeah, but if his knee was already hurt and then you do that, then yeah. that's, that's where it's like, okay, you yeah. know, this is a problem. And you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of 2013. Remember? Speaking of Mark Jackson being in the building, where there was like the whole kid of Fareed, and they're going up oh, this steps, angle, well, they're trying to. Yeah, the secret source on that one, by secret the way. Source. I wanna, yeah. The secret source has been revealed, yeah, I think. I think, I think we probably know. Initials AI on that one. But and not Allen Iverson, not, right? <laughs> no, probably not. You know, I mean, again, this is playoff emotions, and this is playoff fever. Uh, and, you know, we had the Memphis sideline reporter trying to get Jordan Poole suspended for taking three steps off the bench when Gary Payton got hurt, and, you know, there wasn't an altercation, so he wasn't going to get suspended. So I think you guys are probably right. I mean, lean more towards not much happening, if anything, but playoffs do get hot. Like, the, the NBA does kind of want to cool, cool it down. But it is, the more I think about it, the ridiculousness of trying to compare it to Dylan Brooks is... It, it, it's ta- you know paramount. It's like, come on, guys. This is not what that is. You can be mad about it, but don't be mad about it in a petty way. And you can be mad about what Steve Kerr said, but you understand why he said he was mad about yeah, his player. That, that's the part to me that's weak, and I'm you know probably why Ja deleted it. It's like there is a difference between doing something that will most often lead to being injured and some unfortunate you know situation. Or he right? Stopped it. A half yeah. second, no, half millisecond earlier, he could have pulled his hand off the knee, and he didn't. But that's like he kind of swiping for a ball. That's what you're kind of doing wh- there. Where you could tell, you know, as we go through the differences between Jordan Poole and Dylan Brooks, where you could tell Jordan Poole when he came up, like you, Marcus had to bring it up on his yeah. phone to show him the play. Like you could tell Jordan Poole. I don't even think necessarily knew that he even grabbed know. a knee. Where imagine if you're like Dylan, the play with Gary Payton, like. <laughs> Which one are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah, that that, that foul? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It, it's playoff. You know, you, you guys are going to be in Memphis for Game 5. I will not. That atmosphere is going to be a little rabid. Uh, it's already rabid, and it's going to be crazy for Game 5. I think the NBA does have an interest in calming those things down. I probably forced them now not to have Scott Foster there for Game 5 since I'm going to predict it. It's a Zarba game. It might be a Zarba. Yeah, Zarba didn't do this one, so maybe it's Zarba. Zarba did Bucks celtics yeah, today. Yeah. Uh, might be Zarba and Foster. <laughs> but uh, Ooh, man, that, then... It's going to be hot. It's going to be hot, and they're going to want to cool that down. Now, however they view cooling that down is I don't know, but... That is going to be something they don't want to get super ugly, and it could get ugly, and and we'll see. But, yeah, a a team, I don't want to say whining because the Warriors do it too. Everybody does it, but this is getting a little over the top. 
you know, begging for suspensions just because you're mad about the last one or you're mad about how the coach talked about the last one. Because uh, I don't think anybody really is going to say, that's absolutely not a flagrant two. That couldn't have been a flagrant two. Like, like nobody. Like, like, even the crowd. Remember they showed the video of the Dylan Brooks play? The crowd went in Memphis. Oh, it went, ooh. Yeah. Like, even they went, oh, oh. I felt like, like at the time it was like, well, you know, Draymond did that in game one. So, you know, like, that's <laughs> game two. And then, honestly, I mean, the big thing there was, like, the fact that Gary Payton fractured his elbow was just, yeah. like, that's and, what. And he's writhing in pain. Like, you knew it from the beginning. Like, he's out. He's out. Uh, the players knew it. So, again, we're talking about gradings of this, and it's hard to tell for exactly for sure. But uh, this it gets a little bit much when, you know, you're trying to compare that to what seemed like an accidental, if unnecessary, you know, amount of time that your your hand was on his knee. But that's You're, you're measuring it in like a Zap Ruder film, trying to figure out exactly. And, and, and you did not have to do that with Dylan Brooks. You did not have to go through that frame by frame to figure out what he did and that it was probably not the greatest thing in the world. Um, Game-wise, Marcus, we've talked about a lot of it already. You know, we haven't talked about Clay Thompson. Um, 8-13, which would signal, like, ooh, smart Clay Thompson took better shots. It was not, baby. I don't think it was. was. He's not regretting any of those shots in Game 2, by the way. No matter how much his coach might have, like, hinted about it. He's like, I'll take those shots. But, I mean, like, he didn't – like, he had some good catch and shoots that he should take. But he also – he's – somebody called it the Dirk. Like, he's – thinking he's dark suddenly taking these 13 foot leaning fadeaways he took the one foot like coming off a screen like leaner from three that he made and was like post game like yeah if i'm squared like it's a good shot uh, i guess 13 attempts is a good thing it's a, boards had an incredibly spread attack tonight to score 142 but i don't know who I wants to go it for a, it was i mean steph pointed this out he didn't start off hunting threes right uh, the, the Warriors, everybody took their time and worked for good shots, which was kind of what they had been saying. And a big part of that is Clay. It's Steph and Clay. It's them not going for the hero shots. And Clay did that. He he was chilling. He he got to spots. Uh, that to me, it was it, like watching the games over. It was very obvious. Like Memphis defense is low key not good. Well, <laughs> right? Who were they missing tonight? Yeah, he's been hyping Dylan Brooks. You <laughs> missed yeah, it earlier. I think Dylan Brooks is the answer for that. Not, 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 he would have helped. 142. No, they, they, they're not giving up 142 with Dylan Brooks, probably. Really? Say, yeah, come on. Come on. He's good. Uh, who, but they're giving who, up like 136. Steph, Steph didn't go. Steph was one no, for six then, then They can put Zaire in and put him on somebody else. Like it, it, it does mess them up a little bit. He's their best defensive player. I'm not saying he's the greatest player of all time, but they give up. Well, as Slater said I earlier, I don't know. He's their best defensive player. He's I, their most I would say Jared yeah, Anthony Milton is a better defensive I, player. Jared Jackson might be their best defensive player. Yeah. Quite physical no, himself. Jared Jackson is their best defensive player. I was talking about like. Wing defender, yeah. Anthony, like Dylan Brooks, is guaranteed to get you three fouls. Like you are down on Dylan Brooks. Dylan oh, Brooks, oh, Dylan Brooks was really good in the play-in last year. Yes, on Steph. yes, yeah, he, he was. was. He yes. was. He's a good player. I, I mean, know. he hasn't played great in this series, but he's a good player. Dylan Brooks in Game Four is going to be interesting. By the way, the yes. crowd reaction to him, his general demeanor on the court. I he had, by the way, he hasn't talked to the media yet. Yeah, yeah so no, he, he hasn't. Which, like, to me, signals that like he's. 
I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know if he's handling it well or not, I mean, but the fact that maybe you blame the organization for this, but I don't think it's a great look that he hasn't even talked to the media yet. He Will he before game four or yeah. after? I don't know. But I'm just curious about his demeanor out there, how physical he is considering, I, and how, you know, how he guards Steph. He's a, he's a good player. Like, he's a really good player. My issue with him is he just, sometimes he thinks he's Ja Morant, right? <laughs> and he just gets a little wild. Or Desmond Bain, yeah, and he's taking shots yes, where they, they should be taking those shots. Their yeah. problem, though, isn't – it's not even really perimeter defense. They're all going to do the same thing. They're going to press up. The problem is the paint's wide open. <laughs> like, that's the problem. The Warriors, the Warriors have 56 points in the paint in game one, 60 points in the paint in game two, and then another 62 tonight. They – it's just wide open. All the Warriors have to do is take it. And, and I they're, like, winning the rebounding battle. They're out hustling them. And it's like they can't play Steven Adams. Maybe they'll try in game four, but he's kind of their offensive rebounder. Brandon Clark's not having that big of an impact, at least in tonight. Minus 24 for Brandon Clark. Man, he got – well, that was basically he was playing the Porter minutes and he just got bombed in them. Uh, I think the Warriors are pretty happy about that because I think they've been worried about him because he can crash the glass. He had a great series previously. And they can get hurt on the glass, and they've just been walling them off. Looney and, and Porter have been really Wiggins. Big. Wiggins has been great. That Wiggins dunk, by the way. My God. Second time he's done, done this to Brandon Clark. Yeah, and we didn't really talk about it much after game like this two. This one, he, like, he did to LeBron. He did, like, get out of my way. Andrew I was actually surprised they didn't call it an uh, Oh, it was offensive. an offensive foul, but I was like, one of those, like, LeBron doesn't get called for the offensive foul either. Yeah. Just because you're so incredibly talented to do that. Like, whatever, just go ahead and do that. And that's not Andrew Wiggins. That's not the Wiggins that the league knows. It was like, I mean, you could just tell by the reaction by, like, Steph and those like, Oh my God! That's what we wanted. This is exactly what we want this guy to do. Welcome, welcome, Andrew. Keep coming, keep coming. Yeah. So, uh, funny story. Um, I talked to Wiggins for a piece I did, and I was, you know, he was zero for two on tip dunk. So I was giving him a hard time. He tried that. Remember, he tried that one in Denver and almost threw. That would have yeah, swept that Denver. Been, that would have been crazy. <laughs> then he tried another one in game one against the Grizzlies. So I was just talking to him about it. He he couldn't believe he missed them. He was just like, I, I don't know how I missed those. Like, those are my ducks. So, I, you know, I told him, like, hey, man, you got to get a tip duck now. Like, you got to get at least one. So after he dunks on Brandon Clark in game, what was the game two? two yeah. So I was going to tell him after the post-game press conference, like, hey, man, I think you're off the hook now. But he stops and he's like, that's that's way better than a tip dunk, right? Like, I should be good. I was like, yeah, that's what I was going to say. He was like, okay, because, you know, what I did to him, that's that's way better than a tip dunk. He's, he's feeling pretty good about banging on Brandon Clark. He, he's going to try it every time now. When he gets it in his mind that that person can't take me, he becomes a different player. Yeah. And now if he thinks that person might block it or he can't beat him, that's when he becomes like step-back mid-range Wiggins. But – this Wiggins, where he's like, yo, you're a mark, and I'm about to take you, he's, he becomes a different player. He has had a great series and a great playoffs. You know, this is what we're eight games into these playoffs. Uh, he's just – he's answered the call. He's done exactly what they've needed him to do. Uh, he's, it's not like he's scoring a bunch or shooting a bunch, but he's like dirty work. Like, he's, you know, the best of Harrison Barnes, essentially. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and – um, you know, aggression here and there, defense. I mean, he's guarding John Moran. I mean, not like he's stopping him, but he's their best guy now that GP2's out to guard John Moran. He was guarding him a lot even when GP2 was out there. Uh, I was thinking, like, you know, hey, they could have got better. They could have got some other star, you know, Bradley Beal or whoever. Uh, but the way it's worked out isn't terrible for them because of Jordan Poole. 
Now, that has made a lot of their decisions, which might, you know, some of them might be right, some of them might be wrong, because Jordan Poole is there. They don't have the need for those things that we were talking about. And that extra center, you know, right now that's Otto Porter. <laughs> I yeah. mean, like, so, like things are kind of, like, you can understand. I'm not saying they planned it exactly this way, because who the hell planned for Jordan Poole to play like this? But while this is happening, you can see, like, there wasn't a huge need to sacrifice Andrew Wiggins and Jonathan Kaminga to get somebody who would be doing what better than Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole right now. No, that, that wouldn't have happened. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, they could have got Bradley Beal or Jordan Poole could just turn into Bradley yeah. Beal. I mean, that works. I mean, Jordan Poole is potentially more valuable than Bradley Beal right now. Just, you know, age, whatever injury, all that sort of contract. Stuff. He's only yeah. on the books for 3.9. That is the solution to so much. Somebody was telling you that Slater. We won't say who it was. Uh, pre-game, like, come on, give give the Warriors credit for Jordan Bull, and didn't think so in the first two years. But you have to give him credit for that pick, twenty eight, uh, to get this kind of player. I'm the one who's been critical of him. I'm the one who's been skeptical of him. This guy's worth. I don't know if he's worth max, 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 but he's worth really close to it. Through eight playoff games, he's averaging like twenty three per game on fifty seven, like forty seven, nine. Bucket are unbelievable. They're just unbelievable. They're, I, I don't know anyone else who's doing that in the NBA right now. Lillard, maybe. Like they're just like you can't get to it. These guys, they're big guys tracking him, and he gets it right past them. And they're always huge buckets. Like the one, the first one he made was like I think they were down eight. Pool comes in there, boom, explodes the bat left-handed past Jaron Jackson. I think it was. Like that is, those are. When I talk about tough twos. That's a freaking tough yeah. two. And those are playoff game turning plays. And Jerome Poole is capable of five, six, seven, eight a game uh, of those kind of plays. And those are those. That's value, pure value. Game four, quick turnaround Monday. I not mean, three days off between games no, this no. time. Oh, my God. But, I mean, I, look, there's not huge, I don't think, adjustments necessarily. Memphis needs to play better. They get Dylan Brooks back. Maybe you see Steven Adams, and they try to just go like, hey. Crunch try to, ball. Crunch ball. I, 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 like, is that Memphis's should, – should Memphis do that? Should they go Steven Adams is starting, like, bully him inside? You might hit some – like, I don't think that's the answer to beating I, the Warriors, but get weird. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think the Warriors would be okay with that. <laughs> I think they would, but what do you do if you're Memphis? You know, that's interesting. Uh, they're just selling out so much on threes but still giving up threes that is, I'm surprised they haven't tried something a little bit less they aggressive don't. on the perimeter. Yeah. Like, you know, Steph is, what, two for his last 13 from three or something crazy? Like, Taylor Jank is not less tough going to shoot not, yeah, But it's like at some point you just got to say, all right, we're just not going to give up an open lane every time. So, But they're, here's what they're doing. They're giving up the open lane, and then they're f- crashing inside. Yeah. That's why the boys are kicking it out, and then you have the open three. Or then they have to rotate back to that, and then they kick it back kick it inside. Back inside. Yeah, Absolutely. They're, yep. they're not getting the initial thrust with the, with the drive, but they're going to kick, kick. And they're doing that really well. I he mean, might, they're passing the ball really well. He might have to do, like, with Brooks coming back, the answer is probably to go small with Jaron at center. Instead of, I don't know why he's still going with Tillman and J- Jackson together. Like, the Warriors are just feasting on that. They're too well, slow. apparently they really try to protect Jackson from foul trouble. Yeah. He's, like, his, he's crazy foul prone when he plays he the might, five. Maybe that's Adams instead of Jackson but he's, or instead but he of Tillman. he plays the five against the Warriors, is Draymond or Looney. Like, is he going to get pick up crazy fouls like that? I guess he could. I mean, because he's just going to come over. He's like, yeah. I'm the lone <laughs> shot blocker out well, here. That's where you put him in the pick and roll, pull him away from the basket. The other and thing, the other thing I would say about that pool, yeah. too, 
and you saw it tonight in the third. So Warriors are good coming out with Porter, and he, you know they're playing Porter, and then Tillman's not good. Jenkins pulls Tillman off early, much earlier. He goes to Jackson at the five and nine minutes, but right when he does that, Kerr goes pull, and then that allows the Warriors to go small. And like, yes, you are going small, but now you're making the Warriors go small, and they're just better at small than you. Yep. So it's yep. that's my thing. I'm like. Just go completely anti them. Like Adams out there, a bunch. Just try to just – they're losing the rebounding battle in this series. All three games they've been out-rebounded. Like, yeah, you that can have Adams play the Tillman minutes, right? You know, I mean, I don't know. You lose a lot doing that. Uh, and just see. Just see. And maybe maybe that's a cameo. Maybe he sets a tone. I don't know. I think the Warriors will be looking for but him. Like, but like, they're using him to track Steph. So if you know when they come oh, out, yeah, it'll be that's it'll, gonna yeah, be it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. Like they have to fight through the screen, kind of thing. Don't <laughs> yeah. Brooks fight through the screen? You know that's what you have to do. Uh, but um, I could see S.M. Adams just just to give you know it's just like one of those. Here we go. Look at this. We're putting Adams out there. You have to think about it, and he might screen you in the backcourt, and you won't like it. Remember Bogut screening Iguodala in the Denver series? It's like one of those things where I could see something like that, even if it is for five minutes. Um, just, just to try to say, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna come at you guys, and we're gonna come at you with the biggest, baddest guy there is in the league. Yeah, well, the biggest thing from Memphis, they need to figure out what's up with John Morant's knee. That will be a major storyline in the off day Sunday, including, you know, I guess if the league decides to to do something or any type of response or non response from the league on on this Pools uh, Morant situation, Joe Dumars. I think, you know, who I, already? Well, who knows? One of those guys. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Could be. I saw Kiki Vandway tonight. He was, he was huge in 2016. Oh, my God. It was yeah. All Kiki. Um, all right. We will talk to you post game four Monday night.